to sacrifice and give of their entire lives to see the gospel spread around the world. It's just absolutely amazing. Well, around, the, around America right now, to, this Sunday is graduation Sunday for a lot of high school students. Uh, they're graduating maybe last weekend, this weekend, the following weekend, all throughout uh, this time frame. And I love graduation time. I love to preach during graduation time. I love to talk about, especially for our graduates this morning, about um, the future and what God has in store and all of the fun and the new beginnings and the anticipation of what's to come in everyone's life. Uh, This morning, I wanted to share, uh, it it may be kind of directed more towards some of our graduates, but it'll be very applicable to everyone in this room. But as we talk about and look at what is uh, in the future for all of our lives, many of us just, we don't know what, we don't know what tomorrow holds for us. We have no idea. But uh, scripturally, we understand that we know who holds tomorrow. If we're hand-in-hand with Jesus Christ walking through this life, we know that there's a promise uh, for an incredible future. Whatever God has in store for us, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be simple. But we do know that uh, it's going to be God's direction. And, you know, I just am a firm believer that every day with Jesus is better than the day we just had. And so, as we look forward to uh, the future with Jesus, this morning as I talk to you, I want to talk about making godly decisions as we travel through life. And many months ago, we talked about standing at the Y. Uh, That was one of the series that we did. And we talked about the decisions that we make are really not about where we're at, they're about... Whoa, you guys are really good. That's good. They're about where we're going. The decisions every day that we make are really, truly not where we're at, but rather they're about where we're going and and the direction that our life is heading towards. And one of the greatest keys to making good choices is to honor and reverence God with your decisions. To honor and reverence God with your decisions. Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 9. That's where we're going to start today. Proverbs chapter 9, and it reads this way. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation this morning. It'll be up on the screen. It says in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Let's read that again. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. This scripture is saying that if you fear and honor the Lord, that you will have great wisdom, that fear, uh, this fear is not by means of I'm afraid of God, but it's an honoring and a reverencing of God in a special way. And as we make our decisions throughout life, we place God at the forefront and we say we want to honor him in the decisions and the paths that we take. Knowledge of the Holy One, it says, results in good judgment. All of us walking out into the world, especially as a graduate student or something like that, all of us well, let's say, it. Let's, let's say it this way. None of us at that moment in time would say to ourselves, I want to make bad judgment calls from now until the end of my life. None of us would say that. I mean, we all say we want to make good judgment calls. We want to make good choices throughout our life. We don't want to end up in some destructive pattern of behavior. 
But it says that knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Scripture tells us that we can have good judgment, we can have a good foundation by honoring and knowing God. So, especially young people this morning, our graduates, as you're starting out, you'll be given responsibility about making your own decisions, have the opportunity to make new choices, new discoveries. But can I tell you this? When you don't hold God in high regard in your life, it's really easy to make bad decisions. When you do not honor and revere God, it is really easy to make bad decisions. In fact, now, maybe I should back up and and, and clarify this just a little bit. I'm not saying that if you follow God that every day is going to be roses and beautiful and sunshiny and that you're never going to have a bad day and you're never going to meet challenges. But the Bible is pretty clear that when people choose to live for themselves rather than for God, when people live selfish, sinful lives instead of living a life that honors the Lord, it ends badly. In Romans chapter 3, why don't we flip over there if you've got your Bibles open or your electronic devices. In Romans chapter 3, I want us to read through a section of Scripture. Romans chapter 3, starting at verse 10. In Romans 3, 10 through 18, it talks about a life without Jesus and what it's going to look like. It describes a life without God, a life that lives in opposition to him and doesn't honor or reverence him. And this is what it says. It's a passage from the Old Testament that Paul is rewriting to the church. He says in verse 10 of Romans chapter 3, as the scripture says, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away and have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench of an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Their snake, or snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. And they don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Contrast this with Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The last verse says they have no fear of God at all. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. If you have no fear of God, you have no foundation for your life. And as a young person beginning your life, especially as graduates, as a young person in your life, a foundation, a biblical foundation is critical to the decisions that you're going to make down the road. But when people talk about graduation time, a lot of times they talk about looking forward, looking into the future. What has God planned for you? What is the purpose of your life? And talking about all of the things that are out there in front of you. But I want you guys to understand that, you know what? As you're heading into life on your own, I would be just as concerned about what's following you, what's behind you, In fact, if you look at verse 16 again, here in the New Living Translation, it says that those people that don't follow God and don't want anything to do with him, it says in verse 16 that this is who's going to follow you all the days of your life. 
Destruction and misery always follow them. Man, what a terrible, what a terrible companions for the the trip of life is that you would have destruction and misery continually following them. Listen, no one in the right mind would want destruction and misery to follow them all of their life. But by choosing to disregard God, by choosing not to fear him and not to honor him, destruction and misery come along for the ride. You ever been followed by something? I remember one time I was coyote hunting and, uh, and I was, I was, it was a beautiful winter day. It was super calm. I went out early in the morning and it was dark when I first went in and I walked into my spot and I found this beautiful spot down from a cliff. I, would, I sat on this ledge here and I could look out across an entire flat across a valley for any movement of a coyote that would come across that flat plain. I would have lots of room uh, in order to, to shoot it. And I know... Forgive me if you're not into that kind of thing, but I am. So anyways, uh, as we're wa- looking across this flat, I am calling in this coyote. I'm calling these coyotes, and I'm thinking, man, if only they could come. And, and, and you, you slow down everything. You get real quiet, and, and all you can hear is kind of like the, the distance beating of your heart, and your ears strain to hear because there's no wind blowing, and it's super quiet. And all I can hear is the call that I'm calling on to try and get this, these coyotes to come in, and I'm straining with my eyes everywhere, and you kind of think you see something, and it's kind of an uh, an adrenaline rush a little bit, and you're sitting there. But my adrenaline rush turned into something different. When all of a sudden I heard the crunching of snow just above me on on the cliff. And I came to realize that I had the pan view of all of this area in front of me. For miles I could see. And I heard the crunching of snow just above my head. And I, I actually heard the sound of a dog sniffing. And I was thinking to myself, the hunter has become the hunted. <laughs> I'm frozen there. The, the, now the, the sound that I hear is this throbbing of my heart in my ears. And I'm going, oh man, what am I going to do here? I don't know what to do. And I'm thinking at any moment, this thing is just going to jump off the cliff and pounce on me or something. So I quietly stand up with my gun. And I look. And, I, and, and I'm thinking that I'm just, I'm just dreaming this up. This, this really can't happen. And I'm looking around and nothing's there. And I quietly sit back down. By that time I thought, you know what? I think I'm done calling for a little while. I'll just sit here and, you know. I got up later, walked around to my area and walked across the top of the ledge area and right there in the fresh driven snow were coyote tracks just 10 feet from my head. You ever had something follow you? Scripture says that if you're not going to honor God with your life, there will be two rough characters following you. Destruction and misery. You really want that? You really want that for your life? Do you sit there and go, yeah. Remember we said, none of us at graduation sit there and say, I want, I want to make bad decisions and all of these kind of things. The Bible says very clearly that destruction and misery will follow you. Guys, I have watched this in action in my own life. I've watched it in the lives of others. I've watched as people lived self-centered lives 
and destruction and misery chase them down continually. An absolute awful feeling that in life at times when you feel like you've got to just rest to know that it's coming. Destruction and misery is chasing you down. If someone were to start a trip, these are the last two people that you would choose to be your companions. People want blessing, not destruction. They want joy, not misery. I know that everyone will tell and talk about at graduation times about the future and the seasons of life and everything is about dreaming, everything is about looking ahead, everything is about your future, but I just want you to be concerned about the fact that it's not all about what is ahead of you. It's what's behind you. What is chasing you down at this moment? Throughout Scripture, it tells us that if we live a life without fearing God, without showing Him the honor due, live a life full of selfishness and sin, it is very disastrous. Pretty encouraging graduation message, huh? It's a warning. But the best part is it doesn't end here. Because there is an alternate group of companions that you could choose to take in your life today. Maybe you are living your life right now and you know destruction and misery because they are your best friends. And you have watched as they have overtaken your life time after time after time after time after time. They have followed you and you said, what is going on? I don't understand. And as you live for yourself and you live for your sin and you live for all of these things, the destruction and misery is just one step behind you. And just when you think that you're getting ahead, just when you think that everything is starting to look good, one of them shows up on your doorstep. But I have good news for you today. There's another set of companions that you could leave destruction and misery behind today and you could have this other set of companions join you from this point forward. Graduates today, you could choose and you could say, you know what, today I'm going to choose to have a different set of companions. It's a very common set of companions that probably most everyone in this room has heard about. It's found in Psalm 23. In Psalm 23, David writes to us about honoring and fearing God. He says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely... Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How's that for two companions chasing you down? How's that for all your life long when you, when you choose to honor God and you choose to say, God, I want, I want to honor you and I want to revere you and I want to put you first in all of my decisions, in all of my choices. The Bible says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Now that is a future look forward to. You see, guys, what you have to understand is that we can choose the companions in which follow us throughout our life by the decisions that we make today to follow and honor God or to live for ourselves. You see, guys, there have been many times in my life that I, I've chosen to, to honor God. I've chosen to, to follow him and to love him. But you know what? I still make mistakes. I still fall. I still make blunders. I still sin. And I struggle with things. And I try and do the best I can. But listen, when I fall in those moments, I know it is so comforting to understand who's coming behind me. When I hear the footsteps, I know that it's not destruction and misery. But rather, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. When I fall, I know that there is a merciful God running right behind me in that moment. Waiting to pick me up and help me not to destroy me. It's called the grace of God, and it is absolutely wonderful and the most incredible, powerful thing that you will ever experience in your life. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. You will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what? I just want to take a minute this morning to just ask, If there's anyone in this room that you would say, Pastor Sheldon, I know destruction and misery on a personal basis. I have been living for myself. I have been living for my own purposes. I have been living a life of sin. And from this moment forward, I would like to abandon these two people. I would like to surrender my life to Jesus Christ and live for him from this day forward. I want to honor and revere God with my life. And I want to trade the companions that have been chasing me all of my life up to this moment, destruction and misery. I'd like to drop them off the curb. And I'd love to have surely goodness and mercy following me from this day forward for the rest of my life until the day where I breathe my last breath and I'm ushered into the eternal kingdom with Jesus Christ and I see him face to face. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This morning I just want to, I want to do it this way today. I know we do this very different every, every Sunday, but if I could just have everybody's eyes closed and everyone just in, a, in an attitude of open heart right now, eyes closed in, in an attitude of prayer, and just really self-introspection or kind of looking at your own life right now. Are you living for God today? Are you making your decisions determined by his word, by what he wants for your life? The Bible says that the fear of the Lord, or fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Maybe there's someone here in this room this morning that you would say in your heart of hearts, Pastor Sheldon, I am not serving God, and I know destruction and misery. In fact, my heart and my life is full of it at this very moment. But I would like in this moment to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to experience goodness and mercy following me. Is there anyone in this room that you would with heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, is there anyone in this room that you would raise your hand You would say, Pastor Sheldon, I want to receive that gift of salvation today. Yes, sir, at the back, I see that. Thank you. A few at the back. Yes, here on the front row. Good. Multiple. Thank you, buddy. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Anyone else today? 
I don't, I'm not trying to manipulate this in any way. I just want you to understand that there's something better that God offers your life. Is there anyone else in this room that would like to surrender their life to Jesus Christ? Thank you, ma'am. Anyone else? I just, I don't want to rush this. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. I see that hand. Anyone else? Thanks, buddy. You can put your hand down. I'll just wait like 10 more seconds. Was there even one more today? Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you, sir. I see that hand. Hmm. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Just keep your eyes closed, guys, and we're just going to pray together in just a moment. But to begin a relationship with Jesus, we, we've simplified it through different scriptures. It's as simple as ABC. A is admit. Admit that you've strayed from God's plans and his purposes for your life. You've lived a life of sin and selfishness. B is believed that Jesus Christ had a reason to come and die on the cross, and it was for you personally, that he died on the cross for your sin. And then C is confess with your mouth that you'll live for God the rest of your life, that you desire goodness and mercy to follow you all the days of your life, that you desire to live in the house of the Lord forever. So this morning, if you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand this morning, but that's your desire today, that you'd like to surrender your life to Jesus Christ personally in this moment, I'd ask that everyone in the congregation today would repeat after me, and we're going to pray this morning, and we're going to repent, and we're going to ask God to come in and fill our lives, and we're going to confess that he's the Lord of our life together. Would you do that with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you in this moment broken and in need of you. I've strayed away from your desires and your purposes for my life. Jesus, I believe today that you came to die on the cross for me to take away my sin and give me new life. So I repent and I turn away from my old lifestyle and I ask that you would come and be the savior and the leader of my life today. You are my Lord and savior. I confess that in this moment. And I pray God from this day forward that I would follow you and surely goodness and mercy would follow me all the days of my life from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.
The reason why people would clap at that moment is they are very excited for everyone that raised their hand and experienced Jesus Christ for the first time. The reason why they clap is because their life has been so transformed from that moment when God touched their life. That's why we clap today. We're excited for you. We're excited for uh, God moving in your life in a special way. You know, if you came with a friend today or, uh, you know, it's important that you tell them that you made a decision like that. It's a very important decision. If you also encourage you, if you didn't come with someone to come, you can come and talk to me, come and talk to someone and, and talk to us about what God's doing in your life. We'd love to pray for you and encourage you to grow in the things of God today. So we just want to bless you guys. Thank you so much for coming this morning. Lord bless you. There's a graduation at two o'clock at the high school today. And so uh, Lord bless you guys. Have a great Sunday.